volume Shoftim, Parak Yotas. And this is really the final story of Shoftim. We're going to see also a tragic story. And here also, as in the previous case, there's the Mechlekes between the Mepharshim. If the story we're going to learn about happened at the end of the period of the Shoftim, or happened right at the beginning of the period of the Shoftim. And once again, the different opinions that we're showing him, and we'll have to look in the Psukim to look for Raya's uh, which which one is what, which direction? Would there be a reason for the final order? Let's learn the story. Now, again, tonight, Fed Hashem, you're going to read through the Pesukim of Ferek test just to hear what happened. Obviously, the questions we're going to have on what happened, which we'll go back and uh, try and put into perspective. So, the starts off in Pesuk Adif, In those times, the Melech and be Yisrael, when there was no king, and once again, no king means there was no one whose responsibility it was to take care of all the problems that there would be within the Jewish society. There was a Levi who was living at the edges of Harifraim. We already know that Harifraim was the same place we saw previously where the Pesel Mechab began. And this Ish Levi, he takes a Pilagish from Beslechem. Now, the idea of a Pilagish, when it talks about it in the terms of the Torah, means a lady who's his wife because there was a proper Kiddushin, but there aren't the responsibilities of a Ksuba, which uh, would be the case of a normal, a normal marriage. Once again, Beslechem Yehuda also rings the bell for us. That was a place where the Levi uh, in the previous period came from. So, well, why would a woman agree to be a Pilagish? Pasuk says, but he's not a Pilagshoi. Uh, his Pilagish was disloyal to him. And then she leaves his house, she goes back to her father's house, which was called Beslechem Yehuda. And she remained separated in her father's house for four months. Um, now, what exactly is the, is the significance of this? Uh, in other words, what she really asked to him? Or does it just mean that she decided to leave him and go back home again? So we're going to see because the next puzzle we're going to see is going to try and return her. Isha, husband gets up after four months. He follows her to Beslechem, the Dabra Liba to try and convince her to bring her back home again. And here we know that if it really would have been a case of Nus, she would have been lost with him. So therefore the Mufarsham understand that when it says Vatizna love, it doesn't necessarily mean she committed Navera. It just means that she abandoned him and went went back to her to her father's house again. So the, the husband of four months goes to try and convince her to come back again. The Nara Imoi, he takes his Nara, his servant with him, with Semit Khamarim and two donkeys. Obviously the understanding would be that if she come back, they would ride together on these donkeys. But to So when he comes to Basilechim, so she brings him into her father's house, and the father of the girl sees the husband came back, he's very happy about it, obviously he wants his daughter to be married, so he invites him into his home. So his father, the father of the girl, brings him into the house, wants to host him. And he stays him for three days. And they eat together, they, they celebrate together for three days. What's the significance of this? You'll see by Hashem, you see the whole story in context. And now, Vahiba Yamaravi, on the fourth day of Ashkima, Vavoyker, Vayakam Alechis, the fourth day, okay, he's been here for three days, he wants to get up and to go. Vayame Avi and Nari Lachasanai, so the girl's father says to his son in law, Saad Livcha Paslech Machat Alechot, you're going first in the morning, you have to have breakfast first. 
Okay, so they sat, they ate the snake, they ate together, they drank, and they ate the snake, 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 they then the following day, Vayashkin Babayke Vayam Hamishi, and the next time he gets up, the fifth day to go, Vayam Ravianaro, and the girl's father says to him, Saadna Levalcha. Please also, you know, don't want to go so early, have breakfast first. So he does it, he just stays again, Vaysmamu at Nutayasayam, so they eat together, it takes time until it's really towards late in the day, Vayakhushneim, and once again, it's better they're eating together. Vayakhushneim, it's now the afternoon, he wants to go, who, if you like Shivanaro, it's already quite in the afternoon, the sun's going down. Rafa Yamnara means the sun's starting to get weak, the wood's starting to set. Uh, please stay overnight. The, the sun's already setting. So once again, the mats is already late, the sun's going down. Stay another night. And this time, in office, you can go home. This time, the man doesn't agree. The man doesn't agree to stay another night. And then, for even though it's already the afternoon, he gets up to go, sorry, in the afternoon, and therefore he's not going to make the whole journey back to Hari Ephraim the same day. So where does he get to? He gets to next to Yavus, which is Shalim. And uh, the Midrash says means they had provisions. So that it's, uh, even though they had food with them, but it was getting dark. Which at this stage, as we're going to see, Yavos was still a Plishti city. Until the time of David and Melech, when he conquers it and it drives the, or destroys the last of the Yavosim, so Yavos was still one of the last enclaves of the Plishtim, of the Emerim, I'm sorry, in Arizisho. So they get to Yavos, Ayyam Rad Moad, suddenly the, the sun setting gets much darker. Ayyam Rad Nara Nadoinav, the Khan of the Surah, Ayyam Yavos, 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 it's getting dark. So let's go, we're right next to this, this, this Goyish town. Let's go there and we'll find a place to sleep. And his master says him, We're going to go to a non-Jewish place. We're going to keep going until we get to Gibel, which was the nearest Jewish town. So, so then the, the man says to his nar, We close with one of the places, which means the Jewish places. And... There are two Jewish towns which are nearby, one is called Giva, one is called Rama. So sleep one of them. Okay, so continue. The sun finally sets when they get as far as Giva. And as we know that there was a danger to travel at night, the Pasuk says the person should always leave early, not to, you know, the person should come into the city with the sun and leave with the sun. It's dangerous to travel at night, so they get to Giva, it's dark. So they stop there. So they go to look for a place to sleep in the city of Giva. So waited in the street. They were hoping someone would host them. And no one uh, was willing to host them. Which is already a question. That's not necessarily the Derech of Klai Yisrael. But we'll see. It gets worse. There was an old man who was coming from working his field. It was nighttime. He was, even though he lived in Giva, he wasn't one of the people of Giva, which is significant because he said the people of Giva wouldn't host the guest. 
But this man wasn't from Gibeon. He happened to be there. He was also from Har Ephraim, which, as we remember, was the same place where the man we're talking about, the Levi, was from. The Anche Amakam Bnei the people who lived in Gibeon, Bnei this old man, he sees a visitor in the street. Where are you coming from? Where are you going to? He recognized he wasn't one of the people of the town. So the man tells him, We're going from Beslechem, which is where they started off from, and they're going to Harifraim. That's where I'm from. I went to Beslechem, and I'm returning back home again to Harifraim. I'm on the way to Beslechem, which is in Shiloh, which is in Shiloh, which is also in Harifraim. And then we said, I'm on my way home, I'm going to Shiloh. And no one's prepared to host me. And I don't even need food. We have food for the donkeys. And I also have bread and wine for me and his wife, your servant, and the Nile. We we're not asking for any favors, we just need a place to sleep. So, you're welcome. Everything you need is on me. In other words, I don't want to just give you a lodging. On the contrary, I'm going to look after you. I'm going to everything you need. From Iraq, we're going to Don't sleep in the street. Okay, that's, again, as we expect from Machin Zerech. By Avion of Vesai, she brought him to his house. For Yavod Achamar, she provided food for the donkeys. For Yichud Zeraglei, for Yichud Vayishlu, and uh, he provided them with food as well. They ate together. Haimum Nisasafa. This has a happy continuation of the story. Even though none of the people of Giva would invite this man home, which itself needs explanation, but the man from Harifraim was actually in the same place. There's an announcement of the man we're talking about. They're from the same place. He doesn't invite them home, and he looks after him. They have a place to eat. But he brought uh, him and his whole... Uh... Part of the story is uh, something which needs, needs explanation, because it doesn't paint Scottish on a very good night. And it says like this, Haima metivim is sleeping. While they were eating, the people of the city were bad people. And therefore, the Sabbath advice, they surrounded the house, and started banging down the door. And they said to the old man who lived in the home, The person we know that a man came to us, give him to us, and then we want to use him for doing our various. Which is, again, it's unbelievable. It's Kaisha on falls to such a level. This is reminiscent of stuff. Exactly what happened in stuff. So how could it be that a place of Klai Yisrael could do, act like stuff? So we have to see. No, my brothers, don't do our various like this. Which is exactly what Lord said to the people of stuff. came out the same words. But my brothers, don't, don't do this kind of crimes. He's coming to my house. It's not uh, for me. Don't... Uh, Subject my guest to such a naval. And uh, again, echoing Lot, Lot did the same thing. He said, They came into my house, so it's, uh, it's an insult to me if you're going to, so to speak, mistreat my guests. But, and then again, repeating exactly the same mistake as Lot, which is itself something unbelievable. I have a daughter, this man is a pilagish. Which is just like Lot, who offered his daughters to protect his guest, which itself the post I mean, the Midrash says, and Chazal say, is uh, crazy. Crazy. He's going to marry his daughters. But this, uh, can you hear? This man didn't learn the lesson. It's exactly the same thing. But, and just again, Mamish playing the role of Storm, 
And then again, following the footsteps of Stam, and you see, people didn't want that, just like we wouldn't stop. The people don't want to listen to him. So then the man himself decides to surrender his pilagish to them. And okay, at that stage they were willing to accept that. So they use it to diverge the whole night with, and it comes the morning, they leave her alone. She tries to come back, just becoming morning. And uh, she collapses by the opening of the home where he was, and, and they find in the morning. And thought she was sleeping. She was lying on the floor with her hands on the doorpost. And then he realized, he realized she had died. She had died. So he takes on the donkey. He goes back to his place in Harry Prime, taking his pilgrimage with him, who had been killed basically by the people of Gavin. What does he do? He goes to his house, he takes a machelis as a kind of a butcher's knife. In other words, not just to sew what the people of Gavit did to his wife, but to make it much more gruesome and much more graphic, he cut her to pieces and sent a piece of her to each shavit to show what had happened. Now, as we are shocked for reading the Psukim, Kaya shall be equally shocked to hear what just happened. And uh, this galvanizes them into action. Anyone who was like, received a part of this lady and saw heard the story, there's never been such a thing. Such a thing that Kaya could fall to do such crimes, it never happened before. And we can't let it happen. And therefore, we have to pay attention to this. We have to gather together to plan what to do. In other words, this was something which, even in the lack of a king who was responsible for Kali Yisrael, the Kali Yisrael themselves were shocked by what had happened, and they decided that together they're going to make a plan um, to deal with it. And this is the next episode to finish the story. What happened? Vayetz akol b'nei Yisrael, v'tekol ha'oida k'ish'echad l'miton v'al-be'r-sheva, v'eretz ha'gerad el-Hashem l'mitzvah. Kali Yisrael get together. All of them, from Don in the north, Beshev in the south, and even Avriyad, and that's Erzagirat. They all gather, uh, we always saw before, Mitzvah was the meeting point. So they all gather by Mitzvah to decide together what they're going to do about it. And they counted the amount of people there. 400,000 people who were willing to carry swords, which means soldiers. In other words, they decided what they're going to do is they're going to destroy Gideon. Because it's, uh, they're not going to allow such a crime to go unpunished, and therefore they're going to take on themselves to punish the wrongdoers, and they realize if it's going to get to fighting, so we're ready to fight. How many soldiers? They put together an army of 400,000 soldiers, which again, maybe in our terms, does or doesn't sound like a lot, but you have to compare it to the size of other armies that are on the shaft. That's a tremendously big army. That's a tremendously big army to fight a small town, like you're going to see. Right. 100%. So we're going to see that uh, the Klaishal took this seriously. Now, on, were Klaishal right or wrong for doing this? There was some degree of... All the shot and gathered together was a spontaneous decision. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, the fact that I decided they're going to attack the Yom is also sometimes uh, like an unanimous decision. Who's actually going to lead the lead the so to speak the battle from now on? You're going to see is going to be the Kohen Gadol, Pinchas, but uh, Pinchas who's led campaigns in the past and we have But it wasn't his call to bring them. They came on their own. And if that's the case, the question we have to ask here was, was it the right or the wrong thing to do? Was Kaleishra correct in, in gathering to, to destroy the Avera or not? So, looking at through the eyes of Chazal, for sure it was the right thing to do. It was the end of Aviyaratarim Karbecha, and that is if we know that there's things of such uh, extreme wickedness going on within Kaleishra, yes, it's our job as Kaleishra to take care of it. But at the same time, there's a tremendous time in Kaleishra. And that is, for this you got a knife press on For the fact that there's a Gila Rais and Shrikos Damim, that moves Kaleishra to action. Avodah Zarah doesn't. And therefore, even on the one side, it was commendable what they did, and that they were willing to fight over at there. But at the same time, there's a time on them. And there's one, when Mecha made his Avodah Zarah, why didn't that move Kaleishra to action? It wasn't a secret. People knew about it. So that they should have had the same result. It should have the same result. And therefore, on the one hand, what they did was the right thing to do, but at the same time, it was a big kitrog on them. And that is, why, why only for this? Okay, so that's, that's, the, that's the background to the story of what you call Pelagash Begiva, what happens to Pelagash was in Giva. And uh, what we need to understand about the story, which we'll talk about tomorrow, is just give some background. Firstly, what's, all the, what's the necessity in the Nach telling us in detail all the story which preceded the story? The fact that he uh, his wife, he went back to pick her up, they spent three days, then a fourth, then a fifth day. Why is it Nagaya to the, the story we want to get to, which is what happened to him? That's the first point. The second thing is, what in the world happened to Bnei Benyamin? How could it be that this is, this is what we expect of Stalin, this is what Stalin does. Klai Yisrael are meant to be a way in a different place to Stalin. So how could the, uh, exactly what Klai Yisrael themselves were meant to be about? Lenny Rossi never heard of such a thing in the Jewish people. So what happened to Benjamin? How could they fall to such a level that some of the people would do such a thing from the beginning? Never mind the fact that they didn't invite the person inside, but then afterward to be nifshal in such big avarice and not only Yachid as a rabbi. They all came together to be aver it's, it's something unheard of. The whole city? The whole city. Is Haraphraim in Benjamin? No, Haraphraim is the friend. Well, the guy that invited him in and then offered up the women to be abused, but wasn't from Benjamin. And then I understand, and you have to understand him as well. Yeah. In other words, like we saw, that was repeating the mistake of Lot. And just like Chazal have a lot to say about Lot, about how bad it was what he did, so then this man was not better. So, what's going on? What's, 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 uh, what, what is the catalyst which would cause um, such a story? And then, Zimbabwe, it doesn't mean you can catch the winner. And, uh, okay, so I have to explain all of that. But again, the question is at what time period did this happen? Because we said there was no Melech in Klai Yisrael. There was no Melech. We're going to see that there was a time when there was Pinchas who was still the Kohen God. Um, he might not have been a Shaifat or the leader, but we do find times, even in the Torah and before, that Pinchas did take a certain amount of leadership initiative. So if it was right at the beginning of the period of the Shaifat after Yeshua died, like the Nazar of the Pesach like as before she learned that, so then we left with the question, like, how come there wasn't a response? Why, why did it have to come from Kaisal themselves? Uh, if it was at the end of the period of the Shaftim, which is uh, the other shit which is brought in the first game, then it's a little bit easier to understand. There wasn't a Shaftim. 
Shimshon had died, and uh, it was like a vacuum period where there wasn't a shofar until later on. We're going to get to Eli Akoin, but that's only after Pinchas. And so if that's the case, there was more of a lack of leadership. But he was still the Godel Ador from beginning to end. He was still the Kohen Godel, right. So the, his capacity never really changed. So if the Tainu was on him, if uh, according to those who say that it was at the beginning of the Shaitan, then to be during the same time. Why is it the same time? You ask a good question. The answer is that after the story with Yiftach, when we saw Pinchas did the wrong thing by not being involved in trying to match the nether of Yiftach, yeah. so he was kind of pushed to the side of it. Yeah. But, but but still, Kohen Gadol is responsible for the, the spiritual level of a nation. So he's involved. So see. he seems to be quite chayav in this case. He's going to be involved as we go to see what happened, but it doesn't start from him. When Kaisal gathers together to decide what to do, so then he's going to be the one to direct it. Okay, that's the background to the story of Levish Megiva. Um, tomorrow we'll give a full explanation of, of uh, as much as we can, to try and understand what, what happened here. Yes, Kaisal, because he'll hold such a level.